Hey, it's Chell. And Josh. And welcome, welcome to, to the Unstuck, Unstuck Institute. Institute. Stuck in a day job you hate? Not sure how to start and grow your own business? The Unstuck Institute podcast is all about helping you take your next step on the road to working for yourself. Hey, hey, Unstuckers, Josh here, as joined every week by my co-host, Chell. Say what's up, Chell. Hey, Unstuckers, happy Wednesday. Hey, happy Wednesday. We are back at you uh, for another rousing episode of the Unstuck Institute podcast. This week, we're going to be talking about networking and networking groups. And I know, I know a lot of you just like you have that thumb on your phone ready to skip this, like, ah, networking doesn't work for me. Hold on, hold on. I have that thought too, and that's why we're going to talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, Chell, kick us off. What do you think about networking and networking groups? I think that they're fantastic when used well by that. Um, so let's go back. Let's take this real far back. So real far. three states ago and five years ago, mm-hmm. I went to my first right. networking meeting in Las Vegas because I Ooh. had a new business and I was like, I need to meet people who are also entrepreneurs. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, my parents mm-hmm. are too, but like I need to spread out. So <laughs> uh, I went to a BNI because I was invited by a chef that I had done some work with and it was 7 a.m. I was uncaffeinated and it was the most amazing Tuesday morning I've ever experienced. <laughs> For people who are unfamiliar, what is BNI? Uh, business networking, international. And yes, yes, it Ooh. is international, but I'm pretty sure they named it that before it was international. So just I think it was I think it was business networking incorporated and then it became international so they changed it to international there you go and the letters stayed the same b and i i could be making that up but i I know i know they added international i don't know what it was originally called so for those of you guys who don't know what this means this is basically just a networking group um they're nationwide and worldwide usually like an hour and a half long in structure and we can talk a little bit more about the structure but this was my first experience with networking Um, Mm -hmm. in this shape form and it's really interesting to see how bonds are built when you are going to the same thing every week you're around the same people Um, they almost act as a sales team which I think is really cool and that was really unique Um, like the verbiage that people were using I think I found really unique to be like hey guys like this week listen for x y and z words so that was my first experience with networking. And I've also, I mean, having moved several times, like literally every time I move to a new city, that's the first thing I do is find networking groups, not just one that's structured like that, but also like chamber groups. Um, a couple of cities have had like less structured, like networking groups similar to BNI that honestly, mm-hmm. like because the attendance isn't mandatory, they're kind of shit. Um, and we can, hmm. we can delve more into that. Um, and then there's also like artistic groups. I'm sure like since COVID, it's probably not a thing, but creative mornings were my favorite thing to go to in New Mexico. Have you ever been to one, Josh? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So that's like <laughs> a big city networking group thing where they'll like typically have one artist or like creative type, like talk. And then you have like 
chance to schmooze a little bit, usually with like donuts or bagels and coffee. So that's super cool. Um, and I don't know if this next one is a, an Albuquerque only thing, but 1 million cups is another interesting style of networking group. Um, what's that style? So I've never been to one of those. Yeah. They also give you coffee and donuts. It's great. It's magical. (laughs) Do they give you a million cups of coffee? Uh, if you present, they give you a coffee mug that says 1 million cups on it. Um, (laughs) but that's more of like an incubator kind of. So like, People who are like trying to like just starting their business or like trying to grow or expand their business get like paired up with a mentor and then they like put together a presentation and then people like think tank back to them, like things that they would do, for example. So that was fine, but I felt like that was really clicky. Um, So So what I'm hearing is there are a lot of different types of networking uh, options. Oh my gosh. So whatever... Whatever you hear, dear listener, when you hear networking or networking group, um, just know that that's not the only way it can be done. I totally agree with what you said uh, at the outset of um, networking groups work really well when you use them correctly Mm -hmm. or something like that. Um, And I think... um, I think not all networking groups are for everyone. Reach. <laughs> so your first, your first uh, experiences of BNI, as you mentioned, is a very structured thing. Um, my first networking experience was like a chamber thing, where it was like, "Hey, everybody, there's some hors d'oeuvres and um, you know some coffee over there, and and just mingle." And as an introvert <laughs> with anxiety over meeting new people, um, just like walking into a room packed full of people I've never met and trying to start up a conversation is not my jam. Now, for some people out there, it is your jam. And those are the people who love chamber style events, you know, because you just get to walk around and talk uh, with strangers. (laughs) And eventually those strangers become friends, right? But the, the initial thrust is mostly strangers, if not all strangers. Uh, which I always found overwhelming. So I never succeeded in those types of events because I never, um, I'm just not that personality type. And and I think too, I think the people who go to chambers from from what I've heard from people who are successful with those types of networking events, um, they make friends with the people who come every time, you know, but because attendance, again, isn't really mandatory and people can just come in and out, there's lots of, like, I call them vultures. There's lots of people who show up and they don't really know what to do. So they just show up and go, like, they shove their business card in your face and they go, use my services. Yeah. And you're like, I don't know who you are. Okay, I'll keep your card. Um, and so as an introvert, I wasn't really going around initiating conversation with very many people. <laughs> and... Um, therefore I was just left to the vultures who would come around and go, I don't know what to do. So here, use my services. (laughs) And, uh, that was not very successful for me, but I can see the people I know who are very extroverted and like to just go around and talk and, um, and can do that and then show up, keep showing up because nothing's going to happen. Your first networking meeting pretty much no matter what, (laughs) in my opinion, um, it's all about starting to create friendships eventually by showing up more often than just once. Um, But those people uh, thrive in that situation. For me, 
when you actually invited me to a BNI group here in Albuquerque, um, years after your Las Vegas experience, that was my first experience with anything that was structured. And, and BNI is very much like you show up, you listen to what people uh, need and you try and, and give it to them, you know? So you, like you said, they're, they're sales team. And I was like, oh, this is structured. Uh, attendance is mandatory. Um, not just anyone can come in here. Uh, like all this stuff that I was like, ah, I see the rules and I'm really good at following directions. <laughs> and so that's what kind of uh, got me going like, oh, this is different, like in a way that works for my personality. And I think B&I will work for extroverts too. It's just that for me, it was like the only thing that I could see working. Yeah. So I have so many counterpoints to what you're saying, but since we're still, since we're in the B&I world right now, it's really funny that you say that you really enjoyed the structure because if I recall, one of the first times, like one of the first times you presented in BNI, you like smashed something with a hammer. Like you were very <laughs> theatrical about it. So I think that that's interesting because like you don't have to be that over the top with it, but you like took it there and that made an impact. Like that's mm -hmm. when people really started to give you referrals. So I think that mm -hmm. that's cool. And we can definitely touch on that more, but Real quick, going back to like the group networking with less structure. So tips I find also as an introvert that really help. Um, I would carry a drink with me, whether it was water or something a little bit stronger for some liquid courage, just <laughs> depended on the situation. And if there were free drink tickets, if there were free drink tickets, oh, you bet I was drinking. Anyway, um, so I always found it really good to like carry something in my hand. It just like gave me something to do with my hands to make it a little less awkward. Um, mm -hmm. I also found that like keeping cards easily accessible. So like I would just keep a couple in my back pocket and that was perfect. Um, and I would always have a goal for a networking event like that, right? Like not necessarily like, oh, hand out 20 cards, but like have five meaningful conversations in the hour that I'm there. Like if I continue to talk to someone, I have to like end that conversation, like consciously end it and be like, okay, well, hey, we can continue this conversation if you want. Here's my card. Uh, like let's stay in contact or if you really feel like you can continue the conversation elsewhere, get it in your calendar ASAP. I feel like that's mm -hmm. impactful. Um, but moving around and working the room, I understand like even as an introvert, like there, I have to be on like as a Gemini, like I have to be on that day to function well at a networking event. Like I could be the person in the corner or I can be the person like walking around to random people. It really just depends on the mindset that I'm in. So, mm -hmm. um, I think to get yourself in that mindset, you need to have goals for the event. So even if and it's just like, courage. like five people that you're having a conversation with, um, or maybe it's even more specific than that. Like you need to like set up five follow-up meetups so that you're like actually getting to know people outside of that space. So mm -hmm. I'm, again, I'm not a fan of those because like you said, people go in, people go out. You're not really building meaningful relationships. They're super clicky. I feel like people just like find their little group and like stick to it. I mean, I'm guilty of it too. When I saw you at networking groups in Albuquerque, it was literally just me, you. And like, if we knew someone else, be like, yes, <laughs> you know, come to us. Yeah. So I think, I think if you're really involved in it and that's your life, cool. Like then yes, you can see success from it, but you need to be at like all of those events, 
Um, and you really need to be working the room and not just being yeah. like casual and laid back. Like you have to work the room. They're all different. And, and obviously you mentioned some that might be only in Albuquerque, some that are international, et cetera. Um, so really, I think one, one big takeaway, uh, if you're listening to this podcast, I've never been to a networking event. I don't know. Um, is you just got to go try, yeah. you got to go try all of them and you got to see what the style is, what the structure is, if there is any, and, and what works best for you. And, and just cause you've been to one networking event in your life doesn't mean you should write off all of them because you, especially when you're just getting started, you really need people to know who you are and what you're up to and <laughs> without, you know, you can go through your Rolodex, you can do what I did and, and email everyone in your uh, email app, you know, <laughs> and say, I'm, I'm in business now, but um, then the road ends there. So how do you find new people? There's pretty much paid advertising kind of solutions, which we've talked about before. And there's word of mouth and word of one best. And one of the best ways to get word of mouth going is these networking groups. If you find one that you can jive with and you can be, um, you can be your own person. So like you were kind of saying how um, I was smashing things with a hammer. So funny thing is uh, this BNI thing I went to was like, it was one of the, first networking things I really tried since starting my business and leaving the theater. And yeah. so it's, it was just a very different bubble for me. You know, I was switching worlds really. And so to sit in a room with a bunch of business owners, some of which were clearly very uncomfortable standing up in front and talking in front of other people, I coming from the theater world was like, whoa, whoa, whoa. If I'm in a room like this with a bunch of theater people, they all can't wait for their moment to stand up in front of people, you know? And I, I was more a techie than an actor, but I'm comfortable on stage. So I was like, it took me a few weeks. The first few weeks I was just kind of blending in, you know, everyone stood up and they said what they were looking for. And so I stood up and I was like, I'm looking for people who have a broken computer and I can help them with that. And that's me. I'm Josh. Okay. And I sat back down, you know, blended in, learned my surroundings like a true introvert. It took a few weeks to really like understand the rules of the room, you know, and then it just dawned on me. I was like, I am a theater person in a room full of business people. These guys don't know what's about to hit them. <laughs> <laughs> and and the reason I bring that up is because I decided to be true to myself. And that's what really made me stand out, right? I wasn't I wasn't trying to break the system. I was definitely playing into the system, but in my own way. And um and man, people keep bringing it up to me all the time. Like, are you the guy who smashed a phone with a hammer in a meeting once? I go, yes. And I brought that phone back fixed the next week. <laughs> <laughs> um, and, and that made an impact. People were like, this guy is uh, one uh, at 8 a.m. smashing electronics with hammers. So like, I'm awake now. Uncaffeinatedly, you know? <laughs> too. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't drink the coffee. Uh, <laughs> and... And I think I think that's just a really good point is like no back to my original point of like try all these different types of events and do what's right for you. Do what's right for your personality. Um, and I needed that structure to have I need these ground rules to break free from. That's kind of my personality. I want to break free. 
<laughs> I have like the safety of of the structure to fall back on, but I can go be creative if I need to versus a total unstructured thing for an introvert where there's no like there's no stage to get on to entertain people because I know how to do that. And, and there's no there's no structure of like this is your time to talk. It's just go talk to people like that's not my jam. So um, so that's just me. But for you, dear listener, you should definitely explore these different things and see what's going to work best for your personality and also for your business. I don't necessarily think networking groups are that much different for different businesses. Um, but you never know. You, you might have a, an, an odd sort of not usual business. Like I'm an IT guy. It's pretty regular, you know, um, that, that you find works super well in the chambers and not so well at BNI just based on who's in the room, you know, and, and you've got to take that into account too, is like who, go, who else goes to these and are they the type of people who can help you out? That's a really good point. So I think service-based businesses kill it in these networking groups. So speaking from personal experience, so I was personal chefing and doing consultations as a registered dietitian within the group. And I got personal chef gigs way faster, like in the networking group than I did dietitian consultations because I mean, yes, the, the price tag was lower, but also like they don't need to like be besties with you before they commit to like you cooking for them. Versus if they're mm-hmm. letting you into their like personal space and you need to know, I don't know, their eating habits or whatever, that's more of a time investment. And I think same with like realtors, for example, right? Like you can't expect someone to list their million dollar house with you if you've only been in the group a month. But once you gain trust and like that develops over time, then you're going to see success as a realtor in the group. So I think... Yes, definitely. Everyone can benefit, um, but depending on what your business is and like what the price tag is, I think it takes time to develop those relationships. Like for you, Josh, IT, like that's a pretty low risk commitment, I would say for most people, right? Yeah. I mean, it's, it's low risk. Like it's not like a realtor or a financial advisor where you really want to kind of get to know them or have some, somebody really say, no, this guy is perfect before you commit to them. Um, but IT guy is a little, a little, um, people are a little more cautious with me, I think, than, than probably you were with the, um, personal chefing because I I think people think of me kind of like they think of mechanics. Like I know he can fix my car, but I don't know enough about my car to know if he's ripping me off or not. Right. And I feel like people look at computer repair shops the same way. Um, and so, so, but my price point's low, like come in, fix your computer for, you know, $40 in the low end, hundred dollars on the high end, bum, done. You know, you're not risking your life savings or anything to that point. It, it was like two months into the networking group before, um, I got my first like group of referrals and three months before the networking group paid for itself and not all networking groups charge, but this one does. And I was able to pay for a year, no, two years worth of uh, this networking group in three months. And I think most service-based businesses to your point, kill it yeah. in these situations. 
completely agreed. And I think too that um, it's because like when you need a plumber, um, you can go to Google, sure. But a lot of people these days, they ask their friends, they post on Facebook looking for recommendations for a plumber because, you know, same kind of thing. You don't want to get ripped off and you want someone that you can trust. So you want one of your friends to say, I had this guy in my house and he fixed my sink and he didn't rip me off. Yeah. Um, then you go, I'm going to call that guy versus like, I could Google it, but anyone can put anything on their own website that says I'm the best plumber in town and still rip me off. You know, I want, I want somebody with experience who I trust a friend to, you know? And so I think the net, the beauty of networking for service-based businesses, most of them anyway, that's where I honestly get most of my new clients is from that inherent word of mouth trust. Some from inside the networking groups, some from outside, but word of mouth is king for my business. And, and, you know, probably like 60% of my word of mouth clients come from a networking group. So, you know, it, it takes some time, it takes some commitment and it takes some figuring out what works best for you. But man, I would not be, I would still not be a full-time person at my, at my company if I had not joined a networking group three years ago. So you're saying that because you sought out nutrition advice, met me, and then I recommended you into this group that your business is flourishing. Yes. Yeah. Here's, here's a, here's a silly little side note here. If I didn't reach out for, um, nutrition advice from this lady on Google, cause none of my friends knew a nutritionist. I asked, <laughs> <laughs> um, I would not have joined a networking group. I would not have, um, been having the killer year I'm having at JBit right now. And I wouldn't have this podcast and you folks would not be listening to me. So how about them apples? That's some inception <laughs> shit, dude. I'm glad Chell ranked well in the Google search. Hey, <laughs> all thanks to SEO. That's, that's why we're friends. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> so I know we're in COVID times and networking may seem like something of the past, but a lot of these groups are still doing virtual like meetings. So actually mm -hmm. having been in Germany the last seven months, let's date this episode real well. <laughs> so having been in Germany <laughs> the last seven months, um, I've actually started visiting BNI groups throughout the, U throughout the U S um, mostly because I'm lonely, but also for <laughs> <laughs> business relationship development um, and seeing people in 2d is better than not seeing people at all. So that's what I've mm -hmm, determined mm -hmm, through all mm -hmm. of this. Um, but if you guys do want to just give this a shot, BNI is completely virtual for the foreseeable future because of the Rona. So this mm -hmm. could be a really cool time to experience it. And yes, it's going to be different because it's virtual. But I think that just seeing the structure aspect of it can be really beneficial. Things to keep in mind, whether you're virtual or in person, um, there are a variety of different groups depending on the city that you're living in. So like, don't feel like, Oh my gosh, I live in such a small town. There's probably only one. No, like real talk. There's probably like five, like minimum. Mm -hmm. um, and each group is going to have like different, um, different services in it. So find services that are co going to complement your services really well. Um, and that's 
like when I'm choosing things online, like that's, I look for chiropractors. I look for like holistic practitioners, people who are going to complement my business well. So that's something to really think about whether you're online or in person. And then the vibe of the group, Josh, you may want to speak more on this, but like Josh, like smacking the, the phone with, um, with a hammer really changed the dynamic of our group. They went from like boring and like uptight to honestly the best group in New Mexico. And like, that is literally the caliber. Like that's the bar that I set every BNI group that I visit. That's like the bar that I set to, and it's really hard to beat it. And I haven't beaten it yet because the dynamic of the group that you're in that I brought you to, you're welcome, is so awesome. So I think knowing what- <laughs> But you're saying I made it awesome. So you're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> I don't take that credit. There's awesome people in there. They just needed to be woken up with a hammer. <laughs> so, but I think that that's, I mean, ideally guys, like that's going to be your family, right? Like that's going to be your work family. Like we said earlier, that's going to be your sales team. But like you become so close, maybe again, it's challenging online, but like in person, you become so close. Like- these people become your family. So I think it's really important that the vibe is right and that you mesh well. Once you get back to in-person to um, one benefit we haven't really mentioned about is networking groups is like when you get to really know these people and as a solopreneur, you're like, there's no one else you're chatting with around the water cooler, you know? So like you go to these meetings and before the meeting starts or between things, you're chatting with people and you're just also kind of soaking up advice from other business owners which is like you know you're not even talking about hey i'm looking for this kind of customer could you work on this you're just not necessarily talking direct like how can i transact some business here but it's also just like oh man like i talked to this guy who's been in business for himself for 20 years and i was like i'm struggling with you know keeping track of my invoicing or something and he was like oh yeah you just got to do it this way and and you're like oh my god i never thought about it that way so like <laughs> Once you get to know people too, other business owners, there's a lot of um, there's a lot of education that comes out of just hobnobbing with these people. You know, they always say like they're you're the average of the five people you spend the most time around. So, like, man, I I went to this group in Albuquerque with 40 people who show up every week, and if I'm the average of that, then I'm doing pretty well. Yeah. <laughs> you know? like, uh, one other thing you mentioned too is if you're if you're in a small town and you're uh, you can only find like five or two or one or none online for some reason, start your own. Yeah, doesn't have to be some fancy thing. Just put the word out there. Hey, I'm starting a thing. We're meeting on Tuesdays, and this is what we're up to. <laughs> yeah. like, like because you, even if you're in a, a small population place you can't be the only business owner who would benefit from this and the amount of clout you'll get and trust you'll develop in your community for starting a thing like this is just exponential. So, um, I always recommend, uh, which should be no shock, <laughs> a serial entrepreneur like myself. Uh, if you can't find it and you want it, make it. <laughs> <laughs> So Chell, tell us a little bit about, let's talk just a quick breakdown of like the types of networking events we've seen. We've kind of hinted about it a lot, but let's kind of wrap up by, by putting them in little boxes. So like chamber events and those types of like kind of open networking things. What have you seen about those? So I think with anything in life, consistency is key. So you can benefit from them, but you really need to schmooze 
you need to carry a drink if either either it's water or something a little stronger uh, just to make it a little less awkward for you if you're an introvert. Um, have a goal when you go into those events. So know what your end result is. And if you can, book follow-up meetings. Um, I think that that's key. Oh, and don't be a fly on the wall. Like don't just stand there like me and Josh. Like you need to move around. <laughs> I think that's like Absolutely. the biggest takeaway from that. Absolutely. Um, I'll tell you what I like about BNI is it's very structured. Like I said, so a lot of the things you just mentioned happen. You're, you're forced to do it. You're forced to talk to people. You're forced to have follow-up um, one-on-one meetings with people. Um, and, and you're really encouraged to just show up and listen to how you can help others. And if everyone shows up and listens to how they can help others, that means everyone else is showing up to listen to how they can help you. Um, which is, you know, like you said, it becomes your sales team, um, which is amazing. And, and yeah, I just love the structure. So if you show up, you know, I don't know what to do with networking. Networking stresses me out. I would recommend trying one of these first, just because you're going to learn a lot of the ropes. And I think it's transitioned online very well. Um, but once we get to in-person, those little side conversations that happen because you just see each other before and after the meeting and stuff are, are just so valuable. So when we're allowed to do that again, it's going to be incredible, uh, again. So look out for that. Um, and then Chell, you got a new, uh, networking thing, which I totally agree with having played around with a little bit. Clubhouse. Clubhouse is the new way guys. Um, Clubhouse. And then I think there's a new one out called Quilt. I'm not really sure about that, but I know that this vocal style chat room is going to blow up, not just this year, but like over the next couple of years. So if you're not on it yet, get on it ASAP. And I know we've talked about this several casual Fridays in a row now, but like, this is real. Like this is the way to make contacts. This is the way to grow your business. This is the way to make genuine connections online. And I know that sounds kind of crazy using those two words in the same sentence, but seriously, guys, like this is it. People in the same room right next to you, I heard it today, like literally million dollar transactions. And granted, like those those are larger scale businesses and Josh and I aren't doing million dollar transactions yet. But <laughs> speak for yourself. Oh, wait, no, no. I just checked now. <laughs> but like, guys, like that's the power of it and being able to connect with people on that scale. Um, I think what all three of these platforms have in common is the opportunity for you to pitch yourself. So it really breaks mm-hmm. down to having your elevator pitch like down to 30 seconds. You need to be super concise, super clear on what you do because really, you only have one chance to pitch it. Granted, in the networking meetings, you probably have multiple chances to pitch it. But online, you need to be 100% all the time, be authentic, but also be on point all the time to to make this something sustainable for you and for your business to grow. So, Yeah. And I think, uh, to your point, I think everything you said is true. Um, but I wouldn't say it's necessarily true for the local plumber. Yeah, no. About Clubhouse, right? No. It's if you've got an online global facing business or even national facing business, there's a lot of good and truth in what you just said. But yeah, if you're a local plumber, I wouldn't go to Clubhouse. And if you're a, um, 
you know, an online podcaster like us, like B and I can be useful. Chambers can be useful, but not as useful. Yeah. Um, so, so keep that in mind too. What is your business and who's your audience? Is it, is it more wide reaching or is it hyper local? Yeah. Um, yeah. So with that, let's recap this bitch. Yeah. The Unstuck Institute podcast is brought to you by Chell's Gather Around the Cucina online course. Do you know a busy family who finds it challenging to cook meals at home? They often find themselves heating up frozen meals, rolling through drive throughs or ordering in. Have them follow the link in the show notes to my free, easy weeknight meal training so they can learn some of my best tips to make quick, easy, and delicious meals, even on the busiest of weeknights. The Unstuck Institute podcast is also brought to you by our awesome new life book. Want to get a handle on your life and where you're going? Lack of productivity keeping you down? Download our free workbook to get clear on where you want to go in life and use the Lifebook system to keep yourself on track and be more productive in your life. Download the Unstuck Institute Lifebook today at www.unstuck.institute slash lifebook. Remember, it's free. It's time for a recap. One, just try it and try all the options. Two, be yourself. Three, follow up with people individually. And that's a wrap on episode 122. Website and show notes are at www.unstuck.institute. And remember to follow us on Instagram at unstuck.institute. And if you love our podcast and would like to help us out, please leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. It helps out the show a lot. Leave us a five-star written review to be entered in a drawing to win a 30-minute brainstorming coaching session with me and Josh. For instructions on how to leave a review, go to our website, unstuck.institute. Talk to you next week when we'll be talking about CRM. Networking is more about farming than it is about hunting. Ivan Meisner. Isn't it great? Isn't it great? Isn't it swag?